We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome back to Sports Talk here on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with uh, Charlie Long in studio. We're taking you to 8 o'clock tonight at 620. We'll have Rick Venturi on with us to talk the NFL and all the things happening in the quarterback world today. And, uh, uh, you know, Rick was in the league over 25 years, so he understands uh, – when you look at this combine and, and how you look at things, and it's certainly a lot having to do with interviews and medicals, and you just kind of want to see them on the hoof a little bit. Uh, these pro coaches, they're not watching college football over the weekend, you know, during the NFL season. Uh, they more concerned about their own livelihood in the NFL. So uh, we'll have Rick on to talk to us about it. Now he's the color analyst for the Indianapolis coach, uh, Charlie uh, Pels played a more night, played a Mavericks, and man, uh, uh, it had not got out of Jen's mouth uh, when they were playing Sacramento about how bad this team is in the third quarter. And you saw this team collapse again in, in the third quarter, and Sacramento got hot, and they put the lead that was it was a tight game at that point, and, and just blew it away afterwards. Two thumbs down, Mike. That's all I can really say. Two thumbs down. I watched the game last night, and I was telling my buddies, I was just like, man, the Cajuns won the Sun Belt tournament. They're going to the NCAA tournament. Nothing that the Pelicans can do to make can make me upset tonight. They can't ruin that high from the from watching my <laughs> my school make it to the NCAA tournament. But with the Pelicans last night, they started out so well. They were shooting the ball well. Yeah, they really were. It, they're going up against a great offense, so they're keeping pace at halftime. I think it, I remember it was like a fifty nine fifty nine game. And then, the, as you're saying, the third quarter happened, and it's a, they get outscored by 18 points, like 38 to 20. You go into halftime with a little bit of momentum. You're tied with the number three seed in the West, who are sniffing the door at the number two seed in the West on the road, and you come out with that performance in the second half. They were just so lifeless, and they've been lifeless the entire year. You no, know, we've seen this is almost like watching a rerun of a, a show you've seen over and over and over again. I got some stats for you, Mike. That they'll they'll play well in sports, uh, in spurts, I should say, and normally uh, they close out games pretty good. But the lead is so big in the third quarter, you can't make it up. And, you know, Jen had it on that I think they were near the bottom of of teams scoring in the third quarter. And Sacramento, I think, was third. I I mean, they they just – I wasn't surprised. I I just can't say I was surprised. I I got some numbers for you, as I was saying, Mike. So the Pelicans were 23-12 and on December 30th. On January 2nd, in a loss to Philadelphia, Zion got hurt with a hamstring injury. Since that 23-12 and stretch 
in December 30th. They're now 31 and 34, which makes for an 8 and 22 run. They've won eight games in 30, which makes for a 26.6 winning percentage, which we'll circle back. I, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. If you stretch that 26.6 winning percentage over the entire season, that's fourth worst in the NBA. That's tanking status. The Pelicans have just been horrific since the turn of the new year. And I know that injuries are an issue, but it's the effort that's really making me annoyed. No, I, I think you're right about that. You know, because everywhere you go, if you watch, it's that lack of effort at times. And listen, I go, I go back to it. Uh, I had a executive in the NBA tell me this is going to be a rough season for Willie Green and how he's going to handle this team. He said, I'm just telling you, year two is always difficult on a head coach. It's always difficult. Uh, and he said, you know, I don't know how many games Zion's going to play, but it, it's, a, it's a telltale sign uh, of your coach. Because last year when he ended the season, you know, man, people were, okay, yeah, no Sean Payton, but, man, we got a young Sean Payton uh, coaching in the NBA in Willie Green. And we saw what happened in year two and, and how this – he's not been able to push the right buttons for, for anyone. Uh, across the board, he has not found that combination that can get him games pieced together to get W's up on the board. It's just been so frustrating. I, I There's no other word for it because you saw the promise of the team. You know, they're the top seed in the Western Conference. Everyone's celebrating. Everyone's all excited for Pelicans basketball. And then they're just so lifeless now. To go from the highs of highs – of December. Of December, of the start, the first three months yeah. of the season to where they are now, you know, a couple of weeks or a week into March. It's it's unbelievable, their collapse. They've fallen all the way from the top seed in the West to out of the play-in tournament. Like, <laughs> they're in the 12 spot right now because they don't own any tiebreakers because they keep losing to these teams that they need to beat. You know what this reminds me a little of? Us covering the Saints season last year. You know why? You're still in the hunt so to speak, but you're in the hunt because everybody else everybody sort else, of looks yeah. like you other than a couple teams. Well, I mean, if you look at it, technically they're tied for the ninth spot with the Jazz, the Trailblazers, and the Lakers, <laughs> who are once again all ahead of them. They all have the same record. They're all 31 and 34. And then right below them is OKC. The Thunder are 30 and 34. So, you know, they're a half a game out from being the 13th spot in the Western Conference. The only two teams below them there are the San Antonio Spurs and the Houston Rockets who have been actively tanking the entire season. So I, I don't know what, well, what else to say, Mike. They've completely co- collapsed and crashed all the way from the top seed to out of the play-in tournament. I, it's just been disappointing. It's funny how, man, we've seen it three straight games with the Celtics too. Oh, my goodness. It, talk about a meltdown be a Mike. With, with big leads and just meltdown late. Did you see the clip of Grant Williams yeah. last night? And he was yeah, telling, I'm going to hit it. He's saying, I'm going to hit both these free, free throws. Throw. And, and he missed, missed both, both of them. them. With a, in a tie game that went into overtime, and then they lost to Cleveland. So Yeah, and so uh, the, the guy that was touting, the, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and pick the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I get it, brother. Uh, that's, uh, that, that's going really, out there. That's, that's really going out on a limb, uh, picking the Milwaukee Bucks in the East. We'll be back with more sports talk on the Big 870 and Rick Venturi right after this break on the Big 870. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail, along with Charlie Long in studio. And on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line, Longtime NFL coach, now color analyst for the Indianapolis coach, Rick Venturi. Rick, thanks so much for joining us this evening. What do you say, Michael? Some big news down there, big Saints news. And, you know, as an alum uh, and a long time and forever Saints fan, I'm really happy about that one. I I'm really a car fan. I, I can get into why, but I really yeah. Go, am a car go fan. ahead. Go go into well, it. You know, I, I I tell you that there's two things that have always sold me on Derek Carr. First, uh, you know when I when I look at a guy, to me, my most significant evaluations are with guys that I've seen live, that I've seen our team play or practice sessions, guys that I've seen live, and we have uh, actually by a quirk of fate in scheduling. We played the Raiders four years in a row. It's almost like a division rivalry for us. Um, and he has shredded us in, in 2021 when they made the playoff run. <clears throat> and that wasn't a very good team. He did a great job. You know, I, I think that year he threw for almost 5,000 yards. But he had one of his patented uh, last quarter, last minute drives uh, to beat us, knock us out of the playoffs and get them in in Indianapolis. And, you know, he's had 33 of those game winners. And as you know, Mike, I mean, and Charlie, I mean, our league is about the last six minutes of the game. I mean, it's almost like the NBA. And, you know, he has that talent. Um, I've always really liked him. The other thing is that, as you know, John Gruden and I watch a lot of tape together when I'm down here in Florida and John had him, and John really, really, really thinks the world of him. And that, that means everything to me. I'm not sure how good he would have been had John not been forced out there uh, because I think that was just what the doctor ordered. So, you know, I think coming to a team that, you know, is, is, is very good on defense, um, you know, has really good stats on defense, I think ninth in scoring, fifth total, uh, sixth in sacks, 
Um, you know, you, you know, you got some players to go with him. Obviously, you've got to help him. Uh, you got to help yourself uh, with a little bit better running game because that he did have at, at the Raiders. Uh, but I think this is, like I said, I, if you're Saints Nation, um, you should feel really good about this guy. Rick, the other thing, too, is he's never played on a team that has a defense ranked any higher than 20th. A Absolutely. lot of these are like 26, 24, oh. uh, 29, 32. I think twice they were the, the worst defense in the NFL. And so, you know, when you talk about those 33 fourth-quarter comebacks, a lot of it has to do with the fact your defense is way out of it. No, there's absolutely – there's no question about that. And that has been really the Achilles heel. I, I've i always – I when, when we get ready, when we've gotten ready to play them, I've always told fans and, you know, with my study is, you know, you this team is sorry on defense, but – you know, Carr can beat you at any time. I think the other advantage that you have, you know, obviously, you know, uh, he was the coach's draft pick back in the Raiders, you know, back when. I mean, there's a familiarity there I think that's good. The other thing I think, Mike, what I like about him, um, you know, he's played for Gruden. He's played now for McDaniels. He's played for a lot of different guys. So I think – I think he has schematic flexibility. Um, I, I, I do. I think he has really flexibility. I think he can do what you need him to do, uh, you know, whether it's get to get it to Kamara and run, whether it's Olave. Hopefully you get the other two guys, Landry and Thomas, back. You know, that would be pretty formidable. But, you know, particularly, uh, you know, with that division going like it is, I mean, that's got to, you know, that's got to make the, the Saints – favorite right now yeah rick you think about it from the start of 2022 till now there will not be a starting quarterback that started the season in 2022 in the nfc south that'll start in 2023 remember brady's gone from tampa uh baker mayfield had started in carolina uh you had marcus Mariota in atlanta james winston in new orleans you talk about a change rick that, that that has not happened since 1973 and honestly, there were two guys on the market that are game changers. You know, one is Carr, you know, one, whether you like him or not, is Rodgers. I mean, and, and then everybody else is in our boat where we are sitting number four in the draft, quarterback hungry, you know, number four trying to get to number one. But even there, you know, when you roll the dice on those rookies, I mean, half of those guys don't make it in the first round, but you have a known commodity. You know, obviously money was big, but money's going to be big at that position. But you didn't have to ransom draft picks, so you're still intact there, at least with your top three. So, you know, that allows you to fix whatever issues you think you have. You know, you still, I think you got, what, 29 and then 40 and 115. You've got some pretty good picks, um, you know, coming up here. So, I mean, you were able to do it without, you know, any of that kind of uh, capital uh, gone, and you've got a guy that I, I, I just like. I, I think the world of Carr. I, I just think it's really a. I, I would have pushed like heck at our place, but our place is totally different. We've been through five quarterbacks in five years, and we just can't do it anymore. That ain't happening again, Rick. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, we have got to get. We're in this lottery for the first time, you know, for the third time since '99, and the first one in '99 was Manning. And then in 212, it was luck. So we got to make this happen this time. And, you know, in my opinion, we probably have to get to one. 
And you're going to get Bryce Young. Well, if it's my pick, it's Bryce Young. I I think, you know, I think he is uh, special. Um, You know, he's a playmaker. Uh, We call him, watching tape down here, we call him Little Mo because, you know, he, uh, there's only one Mahomes and will always be one Mahomes. There's no one like him in my coaching background. But this kid has traits. He does some of the same things. He, you know, I thought that uh, Steichen, when he came in, defined the quarterback position pretty good. He said he wanted accuracy. Um, he wanted decisiveness. Um, he wanted um, the, number three was the ability to create. And then he wanted the, um, the tremendous desire to be good. And playing for my man down there in Tuscaloosa, you can pay, <laughs> you can check every box right there on that kid. He does it. He does it all. He's smart. He's accurate. He's creative. And you know, you know the program he's been through. Now, if you're hung up, if you're hung up on the five, ten, and one eighth, I can't help you there. I can't. I can't change that. You know, that's that's an issue. You know what you're getting. You know, uh, I, I think, um, you know, when I look at Stroud, he had a great combine, but, you know, who doesn't have it? You know, that's the underwear Olympics. Like yeah. somebody said, Blaine Gabbert one time, I think, when I was doing the radio in St. Louis, I think he was 44 <laughs> or 49 in the workout, in the pro day, and, and somebody said, wow. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. How the hell did you miss four? You know, I mean, you're playing against air, you know. So, but, you know, to me, to me, he looked there exactly like he does in tape, which is very solid, very, very good, does a lot of things well, very smooth, you know, totally in control of his game. And, uh, you know, if, I, if, if, he were, uh, if he were one of those great gals down at, uh, at Baton Rouge in gymnastics, I would be giving him probably eights across the board on everything, but I don't know if I'd be giving him many tens. So that's the only little, little holdup for me is the wow factor, you know, and then the other two guys, the other two guys are uber talented guys, uh, you know, in Levis and Richardson, we've talked a little off air about that. I mean, those guys, you're going to have to, and if you stay at four and if you can't move up or you don't want to move up because you're, you're basically giving up three potential starters, then you have to vet those guys to the end and try to figure out if they're, unicorn type talent with both guys you know if you can fix the edges that aren't so good that haven't been good and you know that's that's going to be the critical aspect and you know like I said we were they got Manning in 99 with number one and they were very I mean to, to, to be silly it's they were the luckiest team to get luck because it wasn't a bad franchise in 212 it was just a bad team for one year because Manning got hurt and all of a sudden you're sitting there and you got luck sitting there, another generational quarterback. And then, you know, if he doesn't bail on you, you know, you have 20 plus years of elite quarterbacking. But now we've gone five years, uh, five years, uh, Mike, with five different quarterbacks. And it's, it's been exhausting and it's, it, it hasn't led to success at all. Rick, a- another guy in the organization that likes Bryce is apparently owner Jim Ursay. Right, Bryce Young, he's, he's got some comments about him. The only thing he hasn't said is, I'm going to pick you, Bryce, but he's, he's, he's worked one, one all thing, around it. One, one thing, I tell, one thing I, I, I'll tell you, Charlie, and I, you know, and I tell the local guys this because you got to understand, I, I came to the Colts back in 1982. It was my first NFL job. That's like 
what's that, 41 years ago. <laughs> and Jim was just a young kid, and he was starting. So he and I have a great relationship from way back. I mean, he, he really does. And both of us are totally unfiltered. Me, because uh, because at my age, it doesn't matter anymore. And in his case, he owns the darn team. But I, t- I tell the guys, Charlie, all the time, if you want truth out of the Colts, just listen to Jim. I mean, right. he, he, he's unfiltered. You know, everybody else is going to spin it, you know, and they're going to parse their words. Jim basically is going to tell you what he's going to do. But but my question was for you, Rick, how much do you think it would take to move up from pick four to pick yeah. one? And because I've I've seen reports that there's a lot of interest from a lot of different teams to move yeah. up to that top yeah. overall pick. And then my it's kind of a two-part question. How much do you think it would take to get up there? And then what would your fan base be okay with giving up to get Bryce Young? Well, you know, I, I think, you know, if you get in the quarterback derby um, and you get that high-profile guy, I, I think the fan base is fine. I think the question is, and you and you ask it, the, the primary question is, is there a limit here? You know, because, you know, and I, I think Chris Ballard said it best. He said, I will not move to one unless I'm absolutely sure. I mean, I don't think Andrew Luck is sitting there, okay? I think I like all these guys. Everybody has different things. But they, but they all have a wart here or there if you throw the size factor into it. Now, what sounds like is part of the deal, and we don't know this totally, but the Bears do have the league basically by, you know, by the tail here. Yep. They really do. And so what it sounds like is, Charlie, is they're talking your, you know, a flip. Now, they'd like to flip with us because they're only flipping to four. So, you know, they still have Carter and Anderson there, and they're pretty sure they could get those if they flip with us. But you're going to flip. From what I understand, and I don't. I, this is not insight. This is just my study. They want right now, early here. They want your two. They want your one next year, and they want your one the following year. So, I mean, in the end, I mean that is a steep price. Wow. And you, you have to really believe that Bryce Young is the savior. I mean, because you know what you're really doing. And if you look at it a certain way, like I do, is you're probably giving up three potential starters. And because they're ones, and in our case, a real high two, I mean, you've got chance. Those are are impact picks. You know what I'm saying, Mike? They're impact picks. So, I mean, they're, you know, at some point, and I don't know what that limit is. Um, You know, I think Ballard tends to be conservative. So, you know, I, I he, you know, he he tends to be conservative. Jim, you know, is if you if you tell Jim because I was there when it happened, if you tell Jim I have got to have this player, Jim will make the deal. Okay, we did that with Jeff George. Now it's problematic whether or not that worked out or it didn't work out. But Bobby or, or Mike, you remember this? Yeah, I, mean, I do. We gave, we sold we sold the store to get him. I mean, you know, uh, with the uh, with the Falcons, and that was Charlie way back when to move up to the first pick in the draft. But, again, I mean, you know, we're sitting in a situation that hopefully we won't be in the lottery again, hopefully for decades. So we have to make this pick right. Rick, have you ever seen the NFL this lopsided at quarterback? Because you talk about Mahomes. He's in a class by himself. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. 
Lamar Jackson for the present. Lawrence in your own backyard, uh, too. uh, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson. Okay, what does the NFC have? And the the fact that the whole contingent of the Jets flew to uh, California, so to speak, to go talk to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Rick, in my time doing this, I can't ever remember it being this lopsided on the AFC or the NFC side with quarterbacks uh, of the yeah, top it, ones. It, it, no, it's been – it's it's absolutely amazing. And and you're not just talking about good there. You're talking about great. I mean, you know, you take the you take the top two. You take Mahomes and Burrow. Where are you going to get better than that? I mean, you know, they're t- they beat you totally two different ways. You know, Josh has the ability to win any game. Herbert, all the guys – and Lawrence is coming on. Lawrence played at the end of this year like you would expect. So it just puts more pressure on the rest of us. And for us right now, and this is the only time it's going to happen, it, it puts so much pressure on you that you have to get right because you have to score points to win in the AFC. You know, you're not – you know, you have to play defense. Don't get me wrong. And you got to play defense in the fourth quarter. But you have to score points. There's no question about it. And you've got to have quarterbacks, I think, now. I mean, you look at look at what Nolan Smith did the other day. Oh, my <laughs> look God. Look at the Georgia. Just look at the Georgia kids. And if you think you can get by with a stationary quarterback, oh, I'm sorry, that's not going to happen. You know, I mean, you're just seeing these defenders are just such freaks today. It just it absolutely blows my mind. Rick, what what makes Nick Saban who he is? Uh, you got to work for him uh, in the NFL with the Browns, and you've yep. known him now forever. Uh, and, and everybody they want to know because they've asked me about, uh, you know, because Pete Jenkins is a good friend of his. So you know, yeah. and, and Pete's yeah. got his spiel about about Saban. But your thoughts yeah. on on what makes Saban such a great college coach? Well, I, I think, you know, let's start, first of all, with brilliance, okay? You know, smart wins. I mean, and, and Nick is one of the most brilliant football minds uh, that I've ever been around. There is no question about that. He's absolutely brilliant. Uh, he's a professor of football. Um, can you imagine that I spent 17, actually 20 Sundays, in between Bill Belichick and Nick Saban in the <laughs> 1994 season, putting game plans together. What a, what a deal when I look back on that. But Nick has that great ability. The other thing I think that he does in this, I, I think he's perfect at the college level. I think he'd be fine at the pro level. But he will drive a team beyond its own expectations. He will drive a team – he, a coaching staff and a team, and he doesn't do any, he won't drive it. He won't do anything he doesn't do, but he will maximize whatever he has. You know, I mean, they can talk about really good jobs. And I always say Georgia and Ohio state are the two best jobs in the country with LSU. And then I say, wherever Nick Saban is, that's a really <laughs> great job because yeah. he'll make it a great job. And you know that. Yep. I think the other thing in the college level, what people don't, that do not understand and he has developed a system they have a system and a program of recruiting it at at tuscaloosa that is second to none and he had you know he had a plan when he was at lsu 
you know, and I, I heard uh, 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 he is, you know, he's the Lord of the living room. The guy, you know, for a guy who pushes a team who is just can can be tougher than nails, that guy can turn it on in that living room. I mean, he is he has that charm. He can, you know, he he, he can do it. I thought that little clip in the movie, The Blind Sign, was perfect. You <laughs> yeah. know, when he when he asked about the, the drapes and that, I mean, but. He is just tremendous, and they have that. So, I mean, when you combine all those things, Mike, when you combine great football intelligence, um, you know, when you combine the ability to drive a team, uh, the ability to recruit, and he's at the stage now where now it's it's tough because, you know, Georgia has probably – Georgia is just wonderful right now. All you got to do – is go to the combine the last two years, and you'll say Georgia's unbelievable. I think Kelly will have LSU knocking right at the door. But, I mean, his program, I think, if, I, if I'm if i not mistaken, Mike, you could correct me on this, I think every five-star recruit that he's ever had at Alabama has become a number one draft pick in the NFL. And so, you know, I mean, when you have that kind of resume, you know, and then – you know, what he does a lot of times now in a collegiate game because we're, you know, it's such a fiasco. It's so chaotic with the, the money rules and the, all the transfer stuff. And what he does is he tells you, you know, when you go to Alabama, you, you, you're, you get treated like a free agent. I mean, you, <laughs> you, you, I don't care how good you are, how high you recruited, he's going to drive you. And those guys understand that if they do it his way, you know they're gonna they're gonna win they're gonna be in the National Football League. I mean that's and you know what better recruiting tool than that, Mike? No question about it. Hey Rick, thanks so much for your time, buddy. Always appreciate it. Always super insights, and uh, we'll have you back on real soon. And uh, uh, again, I think uh, it's gonna come down to you guys moving up to get Bryce. I think so too, Michael. Thank Thanks you so much, Rick. Always love to be with you guys, man. Thanks, Thanks so Rick. much. Appreciate it, buddy. Rick Venturi, uh, color analyst now for the Indianapolis Coats. Man, a long time in the NFL, you know, almost 40 years that he was a coach and got to coach with Belichick and Saban on the same team. Talk about some legends there. There you go. We'll be back with more Sports Talk here on the Big 870. Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with Charlie Long in studio. And Charlie, uh, I tweeted this out this morning that uh, I have the little thing up in in my game room. But 49 years ago today, the NBA awarded an expansion team to New Orleans. The Jazz. The New Orleans Jazz. And, uh, man, I don't see how we don't get that name back. Uh, I, there ain't no jazz in Utah yeah, I, I, unless every, you're hearing it on the radio. I get uh, mad every time I see it. Like, it's <laughs> but, just, man, it, 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 it was some super colors. And uh, I was telling you the story off the, uh, uh, you know, offline, so to speak, that, uh, man, I went to two Pete Maravich camps uh, when I was a teenager. And Pete was just – he's the coolest cat. Uh, uh, we saw Pete uh, when we came in, and we kind of saw him when we left. <laughs> he didn't spend a lot of time with the campers, but maybe this was nine months before he passed away or somewhere in that range. He told me, man, he said, Mike, I, I wish I'd have spent more time with the kids. He said, but I had so many things going on in my life. But, man, that, that was – it wasn't a lot of winning games, but man, Pete made it showtime. Nothing against Antoine Davis personally by any means, but if Detroit Mercy gets an invite to the CBI, it, it's going to be a huge 
asterisk next yeah, to it's the Yeah, it's a cluster. Uh, it really is uh, on that. But uh, he was special in that time. Uh, and, man, to get the jazz uh, here in New Orleans, uh, uh, you know, we knew eventually Battistone was going to move this team to Utah. He, he, that, that's where he wanted to be, and he took it away and went to Utah. But uh, the name should be back. As far as I'm concerned. Keeping the name while moving to Utah. Yeah, man. But that, that was Battistone. He, he wasn't going to leave it go. We'll be back with more Sports Talk here on the Big 870. We're finishing up here on hour number three of Sports Talk on the Big 870. And our 7 o'clock hour, we'll have on with us Lloyd Baggert from the Touchdown Club in New Orleans talking about their annual banquet this coming Saturday at the Higgins Hotel in New Orleans. And then afterwards, Wilson Alexander covers the LSU Fighting Tigers for the Advocate. Charlie, uh, you you in for the packet in for a shot? Yes, we got a text from (laughs) 2611 saying, packet in for a shot at Victor Wemidyama. Zion is a defensive end playing basketball, will not make it a full season or any sort of playoff run. I wish, like, I think looking at the standings right now, the Pelicans aren't too far out of getting into that contention for potentially being able to make that jump, but it's just so late in the season and they got all these games coming up that they need to win, and this Pel- like this Pelicans team isn't going to actively tank. I'm letting you know that, know that right now. They're going to try and keep winning. Now the product on the floor looks lifeless, I agree, but if you look at where they're at currently, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine teams uh, below them in the standings. So they're currently at the tenth best odds in the draft lottery. Um, now the teams that are below them, there are four teams with either thirty or twenty-nine wins, and the Pelicans are at thirty-one wins right now. So they could potentially move closer and closer to like maybe the sixth best odds if they keep losing. But they have some games coming up against teams like the Spurs and the Rockets and the Hornets, all these bottom feeders that they're probably going to win and try and make a push at the play-in tournament. And then we're also <laughs> supposed to be hearing about Zion soon. So, yeah, well, it's not very realistic. Yeah, we've been hearing about Zion soon now for quite some time now. But I know. Uh, but I'm just saying. I, I think not... if, if they don't make the playoffs, he, you're not going to see him again. Uh, I think they've got to get into the playoffs for him to come back, Charlie. I, I, it's just a gut feeling that he's missed all this time. Um, man, I, I, don't, I don't know. But I, I do know one thing with that hamstring injury. The second time you have an issue with it, it takes a much longer time for you to come back from it. I just got a feeling unless they make the play-in tournament, we're not going to see him. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I don't think it's realistic for the Pelicans to tank at this point. Now, a couple of weeks down the road, if they're still at like 32 or 33 wins and their record is looking more like 32 and like 40, then maybe you should probably start tanking. But they have a bunch of games coming up at home, a bunch of must-win games against some bad teams. I just – I don't know, Mike. I don't yeah, think but that, I think those bad teams look at them and say, hey, you're not real good that's, either. That's the whole thing about the Pelicans having one of the easiest strength of schedules remaining, but they're playing like one of the worst teams in the NBA. Yeah. So it's like, it's, you know. Yeah, it's a catch-as-catch-can catch there. Right. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870 right after this news break. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.